good morning. Before the um, dads come up, um, I just have something I want to say first. Um, happy Father's Day to all of you, guys, you dads. Um, you're very important to us. Um, you're important to our church and to our families. And I just want to say, first of all, Happy Father's Day to the greatest father, our, our father, our heavenly father. And I, I just want to give honor to the greatest spiritual dad that we've ever had. He has imparted into our lives. He has prayed so many prayers, so many blessings upon us. And I thank God that those prayers and those blessings still run, ring true today. He is the greatest shepherd we could have ever asked for. And I thank God for allowing him to watch over our souls. That he steered us in the right direction. That he showed us. He led us. And we are his sheep and we follow. And I also want to give honor to our pastor now. He has such a pastor's heart, a shepherd's heart. And he'll get down in the dirt with us and he'll pray with us. And he believes for, uh, for our family and for everything that we're praying for as much as we do, if not more. So I just want to thank the shepherds in our life for leading us the one true shepherd. And also, in honor of Pastor Blaze, I also want to do a corny joke. <laughs> it's not a dad bod. It's a father figure. <laughs> Good morning. At this time, can you please have all the dads come forward? Fathers, dads, papas, grandpas, please come forward. We have a little gift for you.
sticker on the back of your compass, you are a winner.
Cause I'm coming with the heart of worship I'm bringing in a brand new soul I'm ready to see the unthinkable I'm ready for a miracle Hearts praying for a fresh encounter Souls looking to the living God I'm ready for a real revival Oh Holy Spirit Come like a flood, like a fire Holy Spirit fall in this place Fill our hearts Holy Spirit come like a flood, like a fire Holy Spirit So much more. We're looking to a new horizon. We're praying for your rain to pour. An overflowing of true redemption. An overflowing of your kingdom. We're ready for a real revival. Oh, Holy Spirit, come like a flood, like a fire. Holy Spirit,
play his praises on instruments with the anointing and the skill he gives you. Sing and shout with passion. Make a spectacular sound of joy. Hallelujah. But God's word is something to think about. Yes, yes, yes. He is true to his promises. His word can be trusted. And everything he does is reliable and right. The Lord loves seeing justice on the earth. Anywhere and everywhere you can find his, un his faithful and unfailing love. Blessed and prosperous is that nation whose God as their Lord. The Lord is our radiant hope, and we trust in Him with all of our hearts. His wraparound presence will strengthen us. As we trust, we rejoice with the uncontained joy flowing from Yahweh. trust and we wait upon you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, are you trusting the Lord today? Do you have that blessed assurance that no matter what's going on in your life, you have hope. Amen. Come on, let's sing blessed assurance. Here we go. Blessed assurance Jesus is Oh, this is my song. This is my song. 
story. Come on, one more time. This is my story. This is my story. This is my Oh, 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 oh,
just tightened up. Everything tightened up in you. Today, men, I challenge you today. I challenge you today. Pray as though these prayers are your prayers. Lead as though they're your prayers. It's your child or it's your wife or it's your husband or it's your grandparents. Lead as it's yours. Because when we speak, mountains move. When you speak, mountains move. Dear gracious and wonderful Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day, Father. God, we come to you in behalf of these needs, Father God, and we know beyond a shadow of a doubt that they are met. Father, we lay them at your feet. We know and we walk away knowing, Father God, that you, that you, Father God, will heal those needs, Father God. If someone is sick today, Father God, we speak to that affliction. Father God, if we speak to it, Father God, I speak to cancer right now. I command those disobedient seals to line up in the name of Jesus. I command cancer to line up in the name of Jesus. You have no authority nowhere near the body of Christ. So right now we say to cancer, move and you shall move. We speak and you shall speak for all those lost children and all those lost spouses that do not know you as their Lord and personal Savior. Today we call them home. We call them home in the name of Jesus. Prodigal child, come home in the name of Jesus. You have, you know where you belong. You feel that nudging, so come in the name of Jesus. So Father God, right now, we lay these knees at your feet, knowing that they are met. Now Father God, I pray and ask that anybody in this house today that has any kind of affliction, Father, I speak to that affliction right now, and I command it to line up. Father, I speak to any kind of ailment, and I command it to be healed in the name of Jesus. Father God, we as men today, we speak to these needs, knowing that you are the King of kings and the Lord of lords. You are the Ancient of days. You are the Lion of the tribe of Judah, Father God. And we roar on behalf of these needs in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise to him in the house today. Come on, lift your voice. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on, your shout breaks the earth. Your shout causes the walls to come down. may be seated in his presence and while you're being seated I'm going to ask Tara to come and share the goodness of God she shared a testimony with us this morning in class and I want her to tell you so we can all rejoice together my God is a good God <laughs> he's a God that will protect you from the big he's a God that will protect you from the little yesterday we were at the softball field and um, my son is 25, and he um, plays third and thinks he's invincible. Um, but a softball was hit, and it took a bad bounce, and it hit him in the eye. Um, he took 11; he got 11 stitches for that. But you know what? The doctor said those sunglasses saved you, and I said <laughs> it wasn't the sunglasses. My God is a God that can save you from anything. And he took his hand, and it might have hit my son, but it didn't kill him. 
He's a God that can save you from anything. And I know that He's working everything out for the good of those that love the Lord. He's working it out. My son's 25. He'll always be my baby. But God, the prayers that I pray every morning and every night and the prayers that my mama pray, because she's a praying mama, they're being heard. God's got my family in the palm of His hand. And I I know without a shadow of of a doubt where my family's going to be. And I know that God has something big for every single one of us. If you don't believe, I can show you the pictures. I know my God is a good God. Let's rejoice with those who rejoice today. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Whenever the... um, Tracy was talking earlier and in, in honoring our previous pastor and um, our present pastor. I appreciate that. And I just want to say how good God is, what, what grace he's given us during this time. Uh, our, our fam- my girls and uh, Tim have been so supportive of me, but I know they've been grieving too. But so we just want to thank you for your prayers because the grace of God is keeping us his legacy lives on, and, and God is still receiving glory and honor. And as Tracy said, he's still answering prayers that was prayed in the past. I don't know. I, I, I know the majority of you know, but everybody may not know that um, the last two songs was led by Michelle. She's our daughter, and we have our young granddaughter here today, and Mark is our uh, our son-in-law. We shared them with the, with Danny and Linda. Sarah, grandson, granddaughter with Danny Linda. We share beautiful grandchildren with Margaret and Ed. And um, but so uh, I want you to just uh, give one more praise to God for all of our family, what the Lord is doing to keep us. Well, good morning. So good to see everybody here today. We're so glad to see our faith family here at Northview Harvest Ministries. And if you have your dad with you, that's extra special. Have the man in your life with you. We also want to say a big welcome to our online congregation. So let's give them a big hand for joining us this morning. Yes. And if this is your first time here with us this morning, in your bulletin, there's a form on the back that says first time here. If you'll tear that off, it tears off really easily. And if you will fill that out at the end of service, when you go out these doors, to the right, there's a welcome center, and we will have a care team out there. And if you will take that form to them, you give them paper, they give you a gift bag. Pretty good deal, huh? And we want to bless you with that. There's information about the ministry. There's some little goodies in there. So um, we want to be sure that you um, get that information. And if you need prayer, they'll be out there to pray with you as well. So please take advantage. If you brought somebody to church with you this morning... Welcome out there to the Welcome Center today at the end of the service, okay? Um, I do want to say something before we um, I do announcements. We had VBS this past week. How many of you enjoyed VBS this past week? Yes. So I want to ask every team member of VBS that helped with Molly and Amber, I want everybody to stand up. If you had anything to do with VBS, if you uh, taught, if you led a group, if you did crafts, if you music, whatever. If you're here, if you will stand, if you helped at all with VBS. Let's give them a big hand. Yes. Yes. Thank you all so much. They did an amazing job. It was just wonderful. We had a great time. The kids enjoyed themselves, so we're excited. 
All right, so this week, tonight, we will have no corporate worship or prayer due to Father's Day. We want you to spend the day with your father, with your family. Next Sunday is our super, our sorry, our Senior Saints Luncheon is next Sunday right after service. So if you're 60 and older, next Sunday after service, you're welcome to stay. We ask that you bring a side and come and stay with us for lunch. And coming up in um, on June 30th, we will have our 12 hours of worship. Now, inside your bulletin, make sure you read your bulletin. There's a whole little section about that, that it gives you all the details. But we're very excited about that. There are opportunities. If you want to lead an hour of worship during that time, there are opportunities for that. So make sure you read that information and um, see um, Sister Joyce, please, or Wanda Albright, um, and see them if you're interested in being involved in that. So it is time to give. Y'all are getting better when I say that. <laughs> it's time to give. Yes. So if you need a tithing envelope, our ushers are standing up front. If you just raise your hand, they will hand you one. We want to say thank you, thank you, thank you for all your giving. We know a lot of you give online. And if you'll notice the screen, we give you many ways to give online. It's really easy, really convenient. We know a lot of people like to do that. So we thank you. If that's the way you choose to give, we thank you so much for giving. But today, if you're going to give in-house, we're going to ask everybody to stand as the ushers come forward. As everybody stand and be prepared to give, we're going to ask that you bring your offerings to the front. And our praise band is going to pray, play for us as you give today.
Happy Father's Day, dads. I know you've been told that a hundred times already, but I'm going to tell you again. Happy Father's Day. Give me just one second. Father's Day to our Father who art in heaven. Hallowed be his name. Hallelujah. Mr. Ray, can we pull my uh, slides up so we can get our confessions done? Please, gentlemen, you can bring the offering in. We're going to pray over this, but first I would like for us to make our confession over this. As we receive today's offering, we are believing the Lord for jobs and better jobs, raises and bonuses, benefits, sales and commissions, favorable settlements estates and inheritances, interests and income, rebates and returns, checks in the mail, gifts and surprises, finding money, debts paid off, expenses decrease, blessing and increase. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all there we go. Thank you, Lord, for meeting all of my financial needs that I may have more than enough to give into the kingdom of God and promote the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Amen to that. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this house. There is abundance in this Amen. Father, we thank you today. You are our provider in everything. It's in you that we live and move and have our being. It is your breath in our lungs. We are not anything without you. But we're everything in you. And if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. We thank you that you meet and provide for all of our needs. All of our needs shall be supplied and met according to your riches in glory. We thank you today that according to your word and we stand upon it by faith that you anoint my head with oil and my cup runs over. I want to be running over with blessings from heaven not just so I can stockpile the overflow. I want to give away the overflow. I want to bless somebody in a lesser capacity of life than myself. Somebody that's in a rough season other than myself. I want to be a blessing. So God, I give to get. To get to give. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, we pray today. Lord, bless us indeed as we honor you with your tithe and our offering. In the name of Jesus, and everybody said, Amen. Amen. Now, if you would, let's make our faith statement confession before you're seated today. Because we are sore drunk, we're great, we're we will not. 
you believe it, give the Lord a praise today. All right, high five somebody. You can be seated today. Look at somebody beside you and tell them how good they look. Mean it. Don't lie. Yes, Children's Church is coming up. Uh, follow Pastor Preacher Paul over there to Children's Church. Some kids have already gone out. Uh, the rest of you can follow Preacher Paul over there. There they go. Hurry, Cash. They're going to have a good time with Preacher Paul and Miss Terry. There's also something else on my list that we are going to do. I'm going to ask uh, our youth group leaders and everybody that is here uh, that is a part of the youth ministry that's going on the trip to Georgia, leaving Thursday, I believe. Is that correct? I hear yes. I'm looking for face. Yes. I want y'all to come up here and stand in front of me. We're going to pray over y'all. They're going to uh, Jensen Franklin's ministry for a conference down there. And we're excited about them going. Uh, I'm kind of jealous at the same time because Jensen Franklin's one of my favorite preachers and I understand their facilities there are amazing. Finally, y'all. I'm going to ask you if you're able. I know you just sat down, but if you're able, would you stand and just let's go to the Lord in prayer. Just lift your hand up this way just as, as a symbol that, Lord, we're acknowledging your anointing, your grace, your favor, your protection, your peace to be upon these, to give them traveling mercies. And I want you to use this word as you pray, encounters. Encounters. Exposure. It's another word, encounters and exposure. They're not going down there just to see a big giant church. They're not going down there just to see bright lights and fancy stuff and good sound systems and facilities. They're going down there to have encounters and to be exposed to something bigger than what they've seen. So Holy Spirit of God, right now, we thank you for these amazing youth leaders that we have at Northview Harvest Ministries. Uh, God, we thank you that they have a heart to invest themselves to invest their lives into the young men and young women that that are part of this youth ministry god for those that are here those that are traveling those that are on vacation out of town today god wherever they are you know you got them lord we pray over those that are here those that are abroad as they leave out thursday morning god we pray that you put your angels all around those vehicles God, we pray that the peace of God and the grace of God to be upon every person. God, we pray the unity of the spirit. There's not going to be any fussing, fighting, turmoil, chaos, animosity, uh, no temper tantrums, no feud. There's going to be the peace of God that's going with them because they're unified, one in the spirit, in one spirit, one God, one Father, one Savior, one Lord of all. God, we pray today that when they get down there and they're in those services, and not just in the services, when they're in their hotel rooms and they're just talking, chatting, praying, spending devotional time, singing or worshiping in a hotel lobby or around a pool, 
God, I pray that the Holy Ghost would blow in like Acts chapter 2 with a sound like as of a rushing mighty wind and let them have these experiences with you, encounters with you, and be exposed to the deeper things of the Spirit of God. Take them somewhere they've never been yet. Emphasis on yet. We love these, we love these young men and young women, God. We invest into them. I even let them pie me in a face the other night. And they live to tell about it. Thank you, Lord. Bless them, Lord. We love them. We bless them today in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And everybody said, Amen. Amen. Give them some love while they're going to their seats, would you? Now, I want you to uh, look on the screen right here, and I need you to do me a favor. Uh, can y'all see this says right now, media? It says, a gift from our church. Anybody ever heard of right now, media? Good. If you'll notice, it says on here, free access to 20,000 Bible study videos anytime, anywhere, from any device. There will be a QR code to follow. Here's the deal, all right? It is like the Netflix of the Christian world, y'all. It's got uh, Francis Chan, uh, Tony Evans, bunch of, it's, I mean, it's got stuff in categorized for men, for women. It's got children's sections with Christian Bible stuff cartoons it's so amazing when the guy was giving me a test drive on it he was we were in a zoom call and uh, he was just walking me through it I was sitting there just about to drool so what it is our denomination the International Pentecostal Holiness Church has partnered with right now media so that the IPHC churches that would want to participate can pay an annual fee and have an unlimited sign-up capacity for free. That is, those who are under a part of Northview Harvest Ministries, we can sign you up for a free annual membership or access, not a membership, access to whatever. It's your own account. It's your own Christian Netflix. So here's the deal. I have set up next week, starting next Sunday, to be the launch time. So this week, if Miss Wanda, she and Jim are out of town with uh, Jim's dad for Father's Day, if she does not have your email address in the office, we need your email address. If you want to be a part of this, we're going to send them all of the uh, cumulative email addresses that we've got, and they're gonna email you and want to know, hey, your church, your pastor sent us your email. Do you want to sign up? Do you want this free access? And uh, you're going to say yes. <laughs> or when you wake up at 3 o'clock in the morning, I'm going to be looking in your window with a ninja outfit on. I want to know why I spent money and you didn't take advantage of it. We're doing this for you. Look at your neighbor and say, we're doing this for you. Trust me, y'all. This thing is amazing. Men. Wednesday night men's class. We're starting this Wednesday night a new series, Tony Evans, on the names of the Holy Spirit, right? 
Guess what was on there when he was doing me the walkthrough? He pulled up Dr. Tony Evans, all the list of Tony Evans teaching video series. It's on there. Ladies, y'all did what? Y'all did Kingdom, Kingdom Woman Rising, Kingdom Man Rising. It, it's all on there. All that stuff. 20,000 videos. Actually, it's more than that now. The guy told me it's up to almost 30,000. This is an old thing here. So, we're going to do that. They're going to email you. And if you want to, you reply, say, yes, I want to participate. And they're going to send you the link. You just go in and just sign up just like on Netflix or something. You'd set your own password and all that stuff. And it's free. Free to you. Well, it's not really free to you. But uh, see, here's my thing. When the guy told me, it, it, I'm, a, I'm just a transparent guy, okay? So it's like $1,700 for the church for a year. Because you, they, they charge you by the way this thing is set up with our denomination, how many you have on Sunday, your church attendance. And then because they're partnered with our denomination, they have this set scaled rates by church attendance. Because we're in our denomination and the denomination partnered with them, they knocked it down to the next level. So we're paying right at $1,800 a year. But you can get it, anybody that comes to Northview, after, after we start kick this thing and launch it, we can sign them up, they get it. We want it to be a blessing. I was like, look, there's no way we cannot do this for y'all. Merry Christmas. Look at your neighbor and say, sometimes he acts like he's got good sense. Sometimes he doesn't, but he always loves us. <laughs> no, you don't do that. Do that. Look at somebody tell them, welcome to Northview Harvest Ministries. Get your smart device out. Get your phone. Get your tablet or whatever. Log on to Facebook and uh, whatever, however, whatever social media you want to use. Instagram, TikTok, whatever. But put something on there with the hashtag Father. Put the location for Northview Harvest Ministries. If you're on the church Facebook page, go ahead and go to the video that is live right now and share that. Why is that important? You want me to tell you why that's important? Because last week's video reached over 3,000 people. It was watched by 2,600, but it reached out farther than that. All right, so 2,500, 2,600, I forgot the number right offhand now, but it was well over 2,000 people. You know why that happened? Because you put it out there and somebody says, hey, let me see where Sharon goes to church. Let me see what's happening there. Let me see where so-and-so, whatever. You put it out there. Look, you do the work. Let the Holy Spirit do the rest. Amen. So put that hashtag Father. Be sure to put the location. And when you take selfies outside or you don't, somebody takes a picture for you in front of the photo wall, which please stop with your dads and get a picture taken, y'all, for a memory and put it out on social media. Share it with everybody so it can be a memory for them too. But do please also tag Northview Harvest Ministries in that. I'm going to speak to y'all for just a few minutes today. I'm going to be very brief, and I'm going to tell you why I'm going to be very brief. Because my wife had me cut up a Boston butt last night, and it's in two pans. It was in a big roasting pan and in the uh, crock pot. And when I went to go to bed last night, I walked down the hallway, and I was like, Jesus, I can't sleep with all this. 
And when I got up this morning, I was you no, know, I was having to come to men's breakfast, but I was like, Lord, have mercy! I can't. I'm about ready to go dig in that Boston butt in the oven in there. So anyway, that is waiting for me. I do have a question. Why do they call it Boston butt? Why not just Boston roast or? See, if I'd have called it Boston butt, somebody got mad at me. That's crude. I'm going to leave that alone right there. Now, in your Bibles or your smart device, your Bible app, we're going to Luke chapter 15. I'm going to be speaking to you for just a few moments and sharing with you some things on the prodigal and the father of the prodigal. Today being Father's Day, you'll hear me oftentimes I I don't I shouldn't say I don't like it but to me it's very uh, uncomfortable speaking on holidays because I've been doing this for 33 years this year so me I don't want to just pull out something that I preached before and just preach it again I don't want to put it in the microwave warm it up and serve it over again I'm always wanting something fresh is that okay with y'all so I want to seek God for something fresh, but I mean, come on, y'all. How many ways can you dice up Mother's Day and Father's Day, right? I mean, how many ways can you cut up and cook a pound cake? But I feel like the Lord has given me some definite things for today. And uh, let me say, I love being a dad. I adore being a granddad. Yes, Mr. Anthony, can you bump the air up so it will cut off? Y'all welcome. You pay me later. No, actually, you can pay me now. I'll wait. <laughs> Thank you, Dr. Bethay. This being Father's Day, as I was saying, I love being a dad. I am crazy about being a granddaddy. And if you haven't heard, we just found out we've got grandbaby number six on the way. Our youngest son, Jordan, and Miss Kate, who've been married almost a year, they, uh, they let us know. We went up to help them move back to Columbia last week after Jordan's graduated from Bible College in Greenville. And we took them to dinner, and while we were sitting there, Jordan slid a piece of paper over, and Kim flipped it over, and it was a picture of an ultrasound. <clears throat> and I don't know about you, but if you've ever been in, informed that you're going to be a grandparent with an ultrasound, I've still got the first, first picture that my son handed me for my first grandbaby. I've still got that. That's how much of a treasure it is to me. So if you believe grandbabies rock, somebody shout amen. Amen. So I understand there's a lot of connotations that Father's Day has a good thing about it. I also understand that every dad was not a good dad. And I also understand that today for some of us, it's a hard struggle because we've lost that dad who was a good dad and there's a void there 
And whether it was in the last few weeks or whether it was a decade ago, that void probably doesn't change much. And then there are some dads that are either watching this or live in this room that maybe you've lost a child and that affected your being a father. Regardless, there, there's a lot of emotional roller coasters that can go on with Father's Day. Tracy, thank you for acknowledging me and our spiritual father who has gone on to his reward, Pastor Kenneth Blees, who we know was a tremendous father, not just to his children, but to those of us who were his spiritual children and a spiritual father to everyone who ever crossed through or went through, whether they became a part of Northview or did not. Kenneth Blees opened his heart to everyone and somebody said amen to that. So we acknowledge all of these different attributes of Father's Day. How many of you ever heard of a lost and found? Has anybody ever where you've worked at had a lost and found? Come on, wave at me if you did. How many of you ever lost something and went to the store or wherever you think you lost it and you went to the office and they said, let us look in the lost and found box or whatever. Like maybe it was your wallet or your cell phone. And how many of you, while they were looking and plundering or heading toward that specific area of the room, how many of you were hoping, Lord, please let it be in the lost and found? Sarah, is this recent? Or, come on now. How many of you in here Understand this, we are all, in some essence, lost and found. Look at somebody and say, we're lost and we're found. I don't want to hurt anybody's ego, but can I tell you today we're all damaged goods? I mean, come on, folks. Even when Jeremiah went down to the potter's house and God told him to go down to where the potter was working and Jeremiah said, he sat there and he watched the potter working that clay hump lump on the uh, potter's wheel and it was spinning. The, 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 the clay guy, the potter, he kept adding water to it, beating it and molding it. And it says it got to a certain point of he was forming this clay into this vessel he said, and it was marred. In other words, either it collapsed in or it fell apart. Something about it was marred. But here's what it says. He says, it was marred in the potter's hands. Now see, folks, it's one thing to be messed up and all on your own. It's another thing to be messed up but still in God's hands. Because you know what that passage says over there in, in a, when Jeremiah was talking about it? When he said it was marred in the potter's hands and he formed it into another vessel. See, if you're messed up all on your own, you can't do squat on your own. If you could fix your problems, you wouldn't have a problem today. You know why? You can't fix your problems because the God of this world, that's little G-O-D, the devil and the kingdom of darkness, they are bigger than you are. You can't fix what they're throwing at you. 
You can't swing a bat big enough to knock it away. You can't take a pill powerful enough to cancel out what they're trying to do against you and your family. You can't make enough money to dig your way, way out of a hole of spiritual poverty, y'all. But when you have a God who is mighty enough that he says the width of his hand can reach across the universe, when he's holding you in the palm of your hand, when you are like the piece of clay was marred, but still in the potter's hands, I'm gonna tell you what, I'm gonna go ahead and admit to you today, I'm not just a little messed up, I'm a lot messed up. We are all damaged goods. That's not negative, folks. That's fact. Listen to me. We all have experienced the savages of some essence of exploitation and victimization in our past, either directly or indirectly through our family tree, either at the hands of others or it was self-induced. For example, we can look at things like slavery. Those are things that were put down upon our brothers and sisters uh, uh, who were who were bought and sold into slavery. They were th this was forced and pressed upon them. But how many of you know those things came from without by the hands of others? But still today, there are people living lifestyles of, of, of addiction, of alcoholism, of pornography, and things such as that. We're doing that at our own hand. You can't blame anybody else. You got to look in the mirror and say, I'm doing this to myself. We're all damaged goods. And you know what? This essence of exploitation, it started way back in a garden. It started with a man and a woman standing at a tree and a snake came up and started talking to the woman, talking about what was in that tree. And you know what? Eventually she pulled out of that tree but that she was not supposed to eat out of. The one tree in the entire garden, God said, you can't eat there. She pulled out and she ate. But you see, God had made a covenant with the man. And as soon as she ate, she handed it to her husband, Adam. And when he ate into it, their eyes were open. They realized they had sinned. They were separated from God. And folks, let me tell you something. And since that day, you and I have been exploited by the kingdom of darkness and the demonic powers that were behind that conversation that were using the snake, that usurper Satan and the kingdom of darkness. And since that day, we have been exploited. We've been damaged goods ever since. We are looking in the lost and the found, hoping to find ourselves. There's only one solution. And that's Jesus the Christ. Can I get an amen on that? I said there's only one solution and that's Jesus the Christ. What was damaged out of tree back in Genesis chapter 3 was restored and redeemed on a tree on Calvary's hill. Come on somebody. Come on, come on, come on, come on. Where the first Adam stood at the base of the tree looking up at its fruit, knowing what he should not do. The second Adam was nailed to that tree and elevated because he gave of himself as a sacrifice. He was the price of redemption. The blood of Christ, the life of Christ 
What began at a tree was redeemed at a tree. What was lost at a tree was bought back at a tree. And can I tell you today before I move on, I want you to hear my voice. God loves finding lost stuff. In fact, if you've got your Bibles open to Luke chapter 15, you would notice this, that the whole chapter of Luke chapter 15 is about lost stuff. Isn't it amazing that God would dedicate a whole chapter to lost stuff? You know what? So if you're in this room today and you're lost, separated from God, confused in your walk, wherever you are in life, in your marriage, your job, your career, can I tell you today, God is here for you. Because in Genesis, excuse me, in the book of Luke chapter 15, he starts out with the parable of the lost sheep. How many of y'all remember that story? I mean, come on, the, you know, the, the, the shepherd leaves the 90 and 9, the 99 sheep, he's got 100, one of them's missing. He's like, whoa, hello. Oh, it's just one. I got 99 more. No, that's not what the shepherd does, y'all. The shepherd is concerned about every single sheep and he'll leave the 99, he'll leave them in somebody's care and he'll go out in the storm. He'll climb down the side of a mountain. He'll hang over a cliff because he's not gonna let that one sheep go. Can I tell you something, folks? That Jesus epitomized that. He spoke these words, but later on when he hung on that cross, he showed you that that is the extreme that he would go to as a shepherd to get you back. He will find you. Come on, somebody. You can run, but you can't hide. He's all about the lost and found. And you know what? You know what? How many of y'all seen that funny little video? Because some folk kept sending it to me like, it was like when it first came out, it was like every day three or four people were tagging me in it. And uh, there's a guy, the sheep's in a ditch. And the guy's pulling the sheep out and he's working, man, he's landing, he's pulling the sheep by his legs and he gets the sheep out. The sheep jumps and he runs about from here to my wife, bouncing around, you know, like little sheep do, and bloop, right back in the ditch, stuck again. Now, folks, I'm going to tell you what, that is proof. The proof is in the pudding. The Bible says all we, like sheep, have gone astray. Because, see, folks, it is a proven fact. It's an understood fact. Sheep are dumb. Can I tell you, I'm dumb. My wife's going to get me later. Babe, I'm not speaking negative. All right, I'm just telling you. How many of y'all would agree we do dumb stuff sometimes? I mean, come on, how many have ever had Satan dangle a little temptation in front of you? You know, don't deal with that. Don't think on that. Don't react to that. Don't speak. Don't say that word. Don't say those words. Don't even look at that picture. Come on, how many of y'all have ever been there? I got three honest people in this room. Rest y'all on the way to hell. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. I'm just playing. All right, so how many of y'all have been there, though? Oh, we like sheep. We've gone astray. And everyone is going to his own way. So the shepherd is all excited about the lost and the found. And, and, but here, here you go, get this, get this. In verse 7, I say to you that likewise, there will be more joy in heaven 
over one sinner who repents than over 99 just persons who need no repentance. So folks, God loves the 99 that are just, but he is super, super, super concerned about finding the lost and making sure they're found. Then he goes on in, uh, in verse 8, he picks up the story of the lost coin, the little woman lost, and undoubtedly this was a very expensive piece of money. She turns her house upside down, and she finds it, and then she's all happy and excited and celebratory. And then in verse 11, he picks up throughout the rest of the chapter here, and he's talking about what we would call the prodigal, but since we're talking about lost sheep and lost coins, let's talk about the lost son. And if you will, just let me uh, let me just tag you along through here, just a second. Hold on, just a second. That thing timed out on me. Let's just read this through. I've got the verses here for you on the screen. What time is it? Let's see. Yeah, I'll be through about two. <laughs> then he said, "A certain man had two sons, and the younger of them said to his father, Father." Give me the portion of goods that falls to me. So he divided to them his livelihood. <clears throat> and not many days after, the younger son gathered all together, journeyed to a far country, and there wasted his possessions with prodigal living. But when he had spent all, there arose a severe famine in that land and began to be in want. Then he went and joined himself to a citizen of that country and sent him into his fields to feed swine, pigs, hogs, which to the Jew is the nastiest animal on the planet. And this boy is having to live with the swine. And he would gladly have filled his stomach with the pods, which is a type of bean that the swine ate, and no one gave him anything. Mm. I want you to look at these first few words of verse 17 because this is going to be where, where I need you to really pay attention here. But when he came to himself. Say that with me. But when he came to himself. I really need to drive that phrase home. So if you would look at two people and say when he came to himself. When he came to himself, he said, look what he said. How many of my father's hired servants have bread enough and to spare and I perish with hunger? I will arise and go to my father and I will say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and before you and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired servants. And he arose and he came to his father 
But when he was still a great way off, his father saw him and had compassion and ran and fell on his neck and kissed him. And the son said to him, just like he had recited all the way home, Father, I've sinned against heaven and in your sight, and I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, bring out the best robe and put it on him. And put a ring on his hand, and sandals on his feet, and bring the fatted calf here and kill it. And let us eat and be merry, for this my son was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. All right, Mr. Anthony, you can get us some air moving again, man, because it's getting like going to the other extreme up in here now. I feel like the, the wicked witch on, uh, what was it, Wizard of Oz? I'm melting. He was lost and is found, and they began to be merry. Just let me just let me share a few thoughts with you here, folks. I want you to note that when he is in the midst, he's hit rock bottom. All right. First of all, let's back up. Let's paint the picture here. This guy's got two sons. This man, the father. Okay. Everybody says he's got two sons. The younger son. Now, the older son in Jewish culture, there he's going to get a double portion. So if you got two sons, but the oldest one's getting double, so basically you got to break the whole entire family fortune down three ways. So the younger son is going to get one third of the net worth of what the father's asking for, or what the father's worth, excuse me, of his inheritance. Now it always amazed me that when this young man, and we don't know if he was 20, 21, 22, 25, he comes to the father and Jay, he's like, Father, I want my inheritance early. Do you understand? The father could have looked at him. He could have said a multiple of things. He could have said, Son, you're not ready for that much money. Son, I've worked hard to get this. Or, Son, I plan on being around here a little while longer, you know, so I'm going to need this money myself. Or, you know what? You're going to have to wait till I die. But what amazes me, Mr. Charles Ray, is that he gave it to him and never said a word to him about it. Can I tell you something, folks? Let me listen to me. Those of you, how many of y'all had some prodigals or currently have some prodigals in your family? Don't wave your hand. Don't, don't say, oh me, oh my. But let me go ahead and give you an encouragement right now. This man gave one third of his fortune to a young man that I am sure in his heart he knew Junior is not ready for this. And in his heart, he probably knew Junior's going to go out there, lose his mind, and he's going to squander everything that I've given him. Everything that I've worked for. Everything I've toiled over. Everything I've sweated over. Everything I've invested for. He's going to waste it in a matter of weeks or months or short years. And he's going to come back broke and busted and disgusted. But let, listen to me today, folks. This father did not listen to me. He didn't just give that young man an inheritance. You know what he did? He was making an investment. You know what he was investing in? Was he investing in his son's broken heart? Nope. Was he investing in his son's party life, snorting cocaine and running around with prostitutes? 
Nope. Was he investing in automobiles and penthouses and clubbing and all that? Nope. Did the son use the money for that? Yes. But you know what he was investing in? He was investing that one day my son's going to hit rock bottom. But when he hits rock bottom, he's not going to be by himself because he's the seed of the righteous. Proverbs eleven twenty one. The seed of the righteous shall be delivered. Y'all better help me up in here. And you know, mm, you know what that father, he was making an investment because when that young man hit rock bottom and I gave emphasis to that phrase, but when he came to himself, you know what? He's in there stinking pigs. He doesn't the only set of clothes he's got are the clothes on his back. They stink. They got pig poop rubbed all in them. He's been down in swamp, slopping in mud. Come on, y'all better help me up in here. He, boy, this boy is nasty. His hair's all matted. He hadn't had a bath probably in days. Hadn't brushed his teeth in weeks. This is all he's got. He's just doing all he can to survive, but he's wallowing in the muck and the mire, but that's when he came to himself. You know what? If you got a kid on drugs or a grandkid on drugs, listen, let them hit rock bottom because when they do, they're gonna wake up. They're gonna have a spiritual awakening. They're gonna come to themselves, and when they do, you don't have to be there. There's somebody bigger than you. I wish I could help get some help up in here. When they do, if they're fighting to Depression, when they wake up one day, they're going to come to themselves and it's going to be something. Listen, that awakening came by the Holy Ghost. You know what that was? When he came to himself, the Holy Spirit quickened his heart and his mind. But listen to me. This is where I'm going to bring this in. I'm going to close this and wrap this up. Are you ready for this? Do you know what the Holy Spirit used? To get this young man back home, the lost son that was found, he didn't beat him up with your dumb, your stupid. You should be ashamed of yourself. You can't ever go home. You know what he did? Listen to me, listen to me. Fathers, listen to me. Do you know what the pivotal moment of that son's decision to go home was? He started remembering stuff about his father. He said, even the servants in my father's house have it better than this. I'm going to go back to my father and I'm going to tell him, I am not even worthy to be your son. Just give me a job. I'll be blessed just to be around you, to be close to you. You don't even need to call me junior. You can just call me whatever. But Lord, Father, just let me hang around. Now here's what I love about this, y'all. Listen, listen, listen. When the young man goes through that spiel, Gary, he's been reciting it for, I don't know, maybe days, weeks, and I'm sure every few steps on the way home he's running it through his mind when I get to my father's house I'm going to tell him I'm not worthy to be a child just give me a job and, and I'll just be here I'll serve you in any way I can it amazes me that when the father looks up oh my God my God my God how many of y'all know that just how many of y'all know your, your child's walk the gait I mean, you know, the, the stride that they take. And you can see them from afar off because you know what? Undoubtedly, this, this young man, his clothes.
clothes are probably shredded. They're, they're nasty. They're junky. Like I said, his hair's matted. He's probably got a bushy beard, had not shaved. He's, you wouldn't recognize him if you could just see him standing there in a crowd of people. But something about this young man's walk that the father probably walked and watched him as a boy walking down that road many times. Come on, somebody. And on this particular morning, the father's just standing out there leaning against the post on the porch and he looks down the dirt road of the driveway and he sees somebody walking down and he's got that familiar stride to it. It doesn't look anything like Junior, but he's got that stride to it. He's nasty, he's dirty, he's stank, his clothes are torn, his hair's matted, but he knows right off the bat when he sees that gate, his head's down cause he's too ashamed to look up at his father's house, but you can't, you can, you cannot miss the fact that's Junior, the way he's walking, the way his shoulders are up, the way his stride is, and you know what that daddy does? I don't even know if he took the steps, but I believe he took off, the Bible says he ran to him. Oh, come on, somebody. And when he got to him, you know what he said? Oh, Junior, you stink. We got to get you all cleaned up, son. And after you get cleaned up, get some fresh clothes, and you smell like dial soap, then I'm going to give you a hug. That's not what it says. You know what? It doesn't matter how bad he stank. It didn't matter how bad he looked. When the Bible says when the father got to him, the father fell on his neck, and he grabbed him, and he gave him a hug. I wish I could get a little bit of help. You gotta get this picture. The father's got a bear hug on Junior and Junior's trying his best to push his daddies away because he doesn't feel worthy. He doesn't feel like he has the capability to be called son, the capacity to be called son anymore. Daddy, I've wasted it all. I did exactly what everybody would say. I've done stuff that I'm not even gonna say in your presence because I am ashamed. And he starts just like he said, I'm not worthy to be your son. And here's what I love. Enrique, the father never said a word to respond to that ludicrous talk of that ashamed, embarrassed, convicted son. He looked at the servants. He said, bring the family signet ring. Bring me a nice robe. Didn't even clean him up. Put that robe on him. Then they got him cleaned up. And then he said, and bring the fatted calf. That one that we've been taking special care of to make steaks at the next celebration. He said, because this, my son, was lost. He was dead. But now he's alive. Have I got any folk that are saved in here right now? Have I got any folk that are really saved in here? I hope you hadn't been saved too long that you forgot what it was like. Because me and you, we were that son. Oh, my God, my God, my God, my God, my God. The book of Romans says it is the goodness of God that leads us to repentance. See, folks, when the Holy Spirit convicts you, it's not because he's being mean. It's not because he's being bad. He's trying to get you out of the pigsty. 
He's trying to remind you, you don't belong here. He's trying to remind you that the reason you are here is the stuff that he is convicting you about. That that lying, that cheating, that stealing, that promiscuity, that messing around, that fooling around, that sneaking here and sneaking there. That's what got you in trouble to start with. And if you'll leave that behind and come home. Don't wait until you get yourself cleaned up. You come home. The Father will clean you up. He loves you just like you are. He just wants you home. He'll take care of the rest of everything when you get home. How many of you glad your Father loves you today? Hallelujah. I'm just going to drop a couple of truth bombs on you right here, okay? Fathers, we are stewards of potential. That ranges from our seed at conception all the way through the final act of influence and how we die. Let me say this. You can get your name on a birth certificate as a father by doing the duty of just a few minutes of sowing your seed. Get your name on the heart of that child as father will take the rest of your life. I talked with my wife about this yesterday evening, yesterday late, late afternoon sometime. Everybody listen to me. The Holy Spirit spoke this to me. Fathers, I need you to hear me right now. Did you know that there is one thing worse then you go into hell? Did you know that there is one thing worse than you go into hell? Did you know that there is one thing worse than you go into hell? And this is it. Are you ready? It's the fact that you go to hell. And then you realize your lifestyle may have influenced your children into an eternal, damnable hellfire. And not only will you be in torment physically, but I'm going to tell you what, folks, I can't wrap my mind around the fact that I would do anything. that would influence my children not to serve God and end up in hell. So I'm going to tell you right now, folks, that would be enough for me right there to serve God. How much has God invested into your life for you to have your aha moment with him? Would you stand to your feet with me today?
Let me wrap this up with these words. That prodigal son, his daddy was undoubtedly a fairly wealthy man. For him to get one third of his dad's fortune and then to go out and live, however long this was, live this high life. <clears throat> but how many of you know him growing up at home, 15, 16, 17, 18, 19, 20 years old, up till the day he left, every time he looked around him, he thought he had the worst life on the whole planet. And in his mind, he said, if I could just get out of here, if I can make it to somewhere else, if I can make it to the big time, my life will be different. I had a friend of mine, Pastor David Bateman, pastored the Isle of Palms Baptist Church when we pastored in Mount Pleasant. We were playing golf one day and David was having some, some situations going on, some conflict at his church. And we had talked about it several times. And when we were in the golf cart that day, I looked at him and I said, well, brother, what's the decision? Are you and Lori and the kids going to move? And this Baptist pastor looked at this Pentecostal guy. I'm supposed to be one getting all the deep, fresh revelation from heaven, right? He looked at me and this is what he said. He said, Tim, he said, me and God had to come to Jesus meeting the other day. He said, this is what I've come to the conclusion out of that meeting. It doesn't matter where I get my mail. If God doesn't change me, the same situation is going to be there too. Listen to me, people. The United States of America today has a prodigal son heart. What do I mean by that? I mean this. I mean, we've got it so good, but we complain and whine about how bad we've got it. And the prodigal, he's wanting, really, bottom line, he's wanting to blame his daddy because the way he felt on the inside. He's wanting to blame his big brother the way he felt on the inside. He wanted to blame his location because of the way he was on the inside. He wanted to blame the fact he was born second and wouldn't get two-thirds of the inheritance as the firstborn to get the double portion. Then he, everything, the whole world is against him. So if I can get away from here and get away from y'all, my whole life's going to change. Oh, it changed. It changed, y'all. And when he had his aha moment, Mr. Ward Lowry, when he woke up and came to himself, he realized, man, everything I thought I had so bad back home was the best days of my life. And I'm going to have to crawl to get back there and I may never get back to that same position. But if I could just get back to where I thought it was the worst, it was really the best. Christians, we better be careful we don't fall susceptible to that prodigal mindset give thanks in all things for this is the will of God hallelujah I'd like for you just for a moment if you would just close your eyes and just bow your head and I just want you to talk to your heavenly father for a moment would you and would you ask him holy father if there's anything you need to wake me up about that I need to come to myself 
Lord, you work it in me. Hallelujah. Speak to our hearts, Holy Spirit. Do as only you can do, Lord. Hallelujah. I need to speak. I need to release this word to parents. I've, the Lord spoke this to me yesterday as I was praying and meditating on these things for today. I need to speak to parents who have children who are living a prodigal lifestyle. I need to speak to parents whose, whose children are not walking in the ways that you brought them up. Have I got any parents that, that I'm talking to right now? Come on, thank you. Listen to me. Being near perfect parents does not guarantee near perfect kids. Parents, don't discredit yourself or your walk with God because your children are not currently serving God. Because the devil will come at you with condemnation and make you think this is your fault. Let me tell you something. Your little prodigal, they got to make their own decisions. You just sit back and trust God. Can I get some help from anybody in here today? Because let me tell you something. Because God is sovereign and limitless. Listen, listen, listen. We can't fix some stuff, but I'm going to tell you right now, God can fix everything. Can I get a witness in the room today? In fact, this is what the Lord spoke to me. Sometimes we just have to let our kids go. Just like this father did with his young son. We can't put much stock into their wisdom and choices, but we can bank everything on God's faithfulness God's grace and God's sovereignty. And mamas and daddies, let me tell you something about those kids or grandkids. Aunts and uncles, let me talk to you about your nieces and nephews. Hear me well. God loves them more than you could ever dream of loving them. So when you pray, you're praying to a father that is very much aware of what's going on and he's working on that situation. And I'm gonna tell you what, y'all better hear me well. If God can save Tim Hodge when he was a young 18-year-old fool, then I'm gonna tell you what, your child, and your grandchild are not too far gone. Somebody give the Lord a praise in this room. Fathers, the greatest thing you can do for your children is not give them the best money can buy the best thing you can do in this life and in this world is to live a life in pursuit of the heart of God. If you will make that a priority for yourself in this life, then you understand when you go to your eternal reward, you will leave your children with memories. They might not even be serving God, but it, when they go to sleep at night in their dreams, they will see you as a man worshiping, 
praying and pursuing God. And God's not going to let them shake that. Hallelujah. Somebody give the Lord a praise in this room today. How many of you are glad to be a part of Northview Harvest Ministry as a church on fire? Amen. Folks, let me let me just we're gonna to pray together as a group, as a corporate body. Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, you shall be saved in your house. First, believe that Jesus is the Son of God came through a virgin womb. Just going to make this very concise. Second, we believe that Jesus came as a sacrifice, died on the cross for my sin, your sin, our sin, and he was more than enough. Amen? The third thing is we believe that on the third day, the Holy Spirit raised him again from the dead. He is the resurrected Lord. If you believe that, give him a big old shout of amen. And the fourth thing, I believe if those first three things are true, then I must repent of my sin. The very sins he died for, I've got to set those things down and I turn my back to them and I walk away. That's what repent means, to do an about face and walk away. And folks, I'm going to tell you what. Whew. coming up on almost 38 years ago of being saved I have only one regret Charles Whitehead is I didn't do it sooner because God's been good to me hallelujah father today I ask you if there's any person under the sound of my voice, if they know they're not where they need to be with God, then Lord, I release these things into their heart right now. If they believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, they shall be saved. I don't want you to pray a prayer after me. I don't want you to repeat anything after me. I want you right now out of your own heart. If there are things in your heart and in your life right now that you need to say, Lord, forgive me of this. Lord, forgive me of that. And if you need to call those things out, if you need to speak them out loud, if you want to come up around this altar, you are welcome to do that. But right now, while we pray, this is your time. If you need to be saved, prodigal, if you're tired of your lifestyle of wallowing with the pigs of this world, if you're tired of waking up tired and worn out, busted, bruised, disgusted, broken, used and abused, I'm going to tell you right now, come home to your Father and He will meet you there. Father, right now I ask you, Lord, if there's anything in my heart, if there's anything in my life that you are not pleased with, Lord, forgive me, sanctify me, set me apart for your use. God, I ask you, Holy Spirit, right now to be so real in me that if I come close to anything that is not of you, then Lord, you will melt it away. In the name of Jesus Christ. Hey, hey. Hallelujah. Lord, we love you. Lord, we love you. 
you look at about two people and just tell them your father in heaven he loves you yes he does yes he does yes he does hallelujah and father we love you and I pray that we live our lives, Lord God, in the deepest, deepest, deepest mindset of consecrating ourselves to you. In Jesus' name. Would you lift your hands and let me bless you today in behalf of our Father who is in heaven, who gets great honor and glory and blessing out of being a blessing to us. The Lord bless you. The Lord keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and give you his peace, his shalom, his well-faring, his faring well, his breakthrough, his tranquility, his success, and his prosperity. In the name of the Father, in the name of the Son, and in the name of the Holy Spirit. And everyone said, amen. Don't forget to stop out in the foyer, folks, and take some pictures. And be sure to put them on social media so folks can see what a great time you had.